0: I encourage everyone to take a moment and breathe and take a tea cheers with Ajiri Tea. Ajiri Tea recognizes the beauty in shared stories and shared opportunities. Ajiri sources award-winning tea from Kenya, employs women in the region to handcraft the labels, and sends 100% of the profits back to the region to support orphan education. Save 10% on your order of Kenyan teas and coffee with the code human at AjiriTea.com. A-J-I-R-I-T dot com. Tea mugs up! Hello and welcome to the Beautifully Human podcast. I'm Nick Sheesby. In this podcast, I speak with beautiful humans from all around the world, sharing with you their incredible stories, Revealing the power in every human story. To spread love and humanity to a world that is in desperate need of it. To show that we can all connect in beautiful ways, no matter where we come from or what we look like. What you will find out is that we are all beautifully human. Let's all be beautifully human. Alright, here we are again, another episode of... The Beautifully Human Podcast. I'm Nick Sheesby, and today I am speaking with a longtime friend of mine from childhood, Tiffany Roberts. Man, we talk about life and some losses and just some really, really amazing moments that um, have brought us to be super close friends. Uh, so I really hope you enjoy this one. This was a fun one to record. Um, follow on Spotify, follow on instagram at the beautifully human podcast rate review and subscribe on apple podcasts and again most of all enjoy this beautiful conversation so um start us off by telling us about your life T. oh
1: boy that's a big question my current life my former life my
0: Life leading up to now, so from the beginning. Oh, that's As a much date. as you want to tell. Yeah. Okay.
1: So, am I allowed to like talk, like for friends, right? We know each other? Totally, absolutely, okay, cool. yeah.
0: Um, I mean, I'll just say, it. I've known Tiffany for a very, very long time. She's one of my closest friends. So I'm very excited to learn more about T's life that I don't know.
1: Which may be nothing. It's, Could be. We'll find out, right? We'll
0: see, yeah. <laughs>
1: Um, so I grew up in a small town, same as yours, um, in Ashland, Ohio, a pretty traditional family, I would say two older sisters, a younger brother. And so, um, just normal life, you know, pretty conservative family. Um, when I was eight, my brother was born, um, with half a heart. So he has something called hypoplastic left heart. And when he was six, he passed away. So um, that's kind of been an underlining thing. I think in my whole life is kind of the effects of losing a family member, a a younger sibling, really young. And the older I get, I realized how woven that is into my being. So um, we grew up, my family, my mom and dad stayed together. They were really great parents, honestly, two sisters. um, We had fun. The middle sister and I really didn't like each other a lot. (laughs) (laughs) Um, The oldest sister was like the cool one, you know, everybody loved her. Um, So went through high school, everything in Ashland. And then similar to you, I had a love for video. So I went to college in Indiana where I went on scholarship, right, $250 scholarship Um, (laughs) for for cheerleading and majored in film. And so I spent four years in Indiana and a semester of that in Los Angeles, which was like, I still say that was one of the best times in my life. I love that so much. And I interned with Tyra Banks, um, did a ton of like touristy stuff, right? Like go on the Ellen Show, Jay Leno put your hands on the little like hands or whatever, the stars. So um LA was awesome. Went back to Indiana. Didn't get a job I liked. Came back to A Town, holla. Um, and I said, like, I am never living in that town ever. And I met who became my husband. Um, he went to AU. I'm like, yeah, he's cool, whatever. Like, I'm not getting married, I'm not interested. <laughs> Um so I moved to Kansas once we had met and um worked at a college out there and realized when I was out there okay maybe this guy is kind of legit so um I left that school came back worked at Mount Vernon Nazarene University for a very short period of time and then I came up to AU oh my goodness how crazy right um we got married October 22nd and I started like November 2nd at AU spent some time there went to the Ashland YMCA and became a director which is funny because my dad was the CEO at the Y my whole life and I said I will never ever go to that place um and I went and ran the gymnastics program which is the program I grew up in um so I still remember standing on the floor, like the gymnastics floor, you know, and um, I'm standing there. And the last time I stood there was my last gymnastics, me and my whole career, you know, we would hold hands and whatever. And so I'm standing there and I just start crying in front of all these parents, all these kids. And I think people are probably like, what is wrong with this lady? <laughs> but I just stood there kind of in awe. Like, how did I get here? How did this happen? You know, the, the full circle of I used to be those kids and now I'm like their, their coach, influencer. I don't know. It was so weird. Um, so in the midst of all that, we had our first daughter, Adeline, who's five. And then um, we had our second daughter, Luciana. And so like 18 months ago, I decided to stay home as the mama. And I have like this problem. I have lots of problems. Let's be honest. But um, (laughs) uh, I just can't be still like, I don't even care about money. Like I just always have to be busy. Um, My grandma, who just passed away last week, always worried about me. She's like, you just have to chill out just and she was like a busy working, you know, like, I'm similar to her, I think, but, um, so now I'm home as a stay at home mom, but I do photography freelance. I work at the Samaritan hospital foundation one ish days a week. And then I'm a health coach. Um, so I'm busy. I'm a, my body is present in my home with my children. I can't tell you how present my mind is, which is kind of a thing, but, um, Yeah. So that's kind of my, my life story right there.
0: And you know, it's, it's pretty cool. It's kind of like what I'm working on doing with this podcast is just showing just how beautiful life is and how beautiful humans are that the, this coaching, like you just posted a photo today. That was unbelievable, like Mm -hmm. transformations of these people, like and I just love—I I see your heart for that of just being there for people, and I—I th- I think that's such a cool way to go about that. Because where we come from, I—I I didn't know anything about like healthy eating as a kid. You know, yeah. it wasn't really like something that was like pushed out, at least to me. You know, right? Yeah. So I—I th- I think that's really cool that you found your way doing into doing that.
1: Yeah, it was not something that I really cared about until I met Kurt. I remember. This is a great story if I can share it. A.G. Krueger is an Olympian, right? And so the first time I meet him, I'm like, oh, it's really nice to meet you, you know, all nervous. So Kurt wanted me to work out with him at AU with all the athletes. Like I had been on an elliptical once to like talk to boys on the phone. You know what I mean? Like I was (laughs) not an athlete. Well, kind of an athlete, just not into fitness. And so AG, this Olympian comes out and he's like, okay, you need to come in. It's time, it's time to do this. And so kind of the influence of Kurt, my husband, it has become this like massive lifestyle for us and our, our family. Um, even like our daughter, the five-year-old Addie, she works out all the time, like girls got abs and but it's a lifestyle. Like she's not in sport. She's not, it's not like something we're pushing. You know what I mean? It's just, she's used to us being active. And so that's fun to her, like doing burpees and squats and she knows what carbs are. And she, now mommy, I have to have a protein for breakfast before I can have something else. Like she's very aware, which I think can also probably be a bad thing. Um, so we're trying to maintain balance so she has like a healthy perspective. Um but but my kids are aware. Lucy, the little one, she just eats what she wants, but <laughs> you can tell.
0: Yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's so cool though. Um and to touch on it, just as how how old because I was trying to remember this too when I was thinking about it today. How old were were you when Ben passed?
1: I was eight. So we were two years apart and I Remember, it's crazy because, okay, so like he was sick, right? He was born. He was sick. Um, But it wasn't like he was at death's door. Like he had had open heart surgeries. And um, so he wasn't actively sick. And so the day before he died, (laughs) we went to church like up the street. And so he got his little power wheel and just took off like without my mom. And so she chased him the whole way there with heels on. Like, I remember he was just like living his most active best life. And it was that morning. Like I woke up, he was, he had one of those like little potties um, in the bathroom. And I said like, bye Ben. I love you. Like he was at home and fine. Like no scheduled surgeries. Nothing was really actively going on with his health. And so like, it was very unexpected, I guess, that he died. And the autopsy never really showed um, what happened, I guess. Obviously he had a heart disorder that was very serious, um, but we have minor heart issues in our family. And we think that he probably had one of those that we didn't know about and his little heart just didn't take it. Um, So it's really interesting you like kind of were prepared for it, but not at all. At the same time, I reconnected with a friend that was part, she was in the class when my family came to get us to tell us that he had died. So we're 35. Right. And she's like, I still remember that day. She's like, just like it was yesterday when the teacher came back in, she was crying. Like she, she was shook, you know, and it's She had never told me that story that had been almost 30 years, you know, previous. And this girl had been affected by my brother dying like 30 years before. So it's crazy the impact or even things that happen that you would never even know. Like if I never talked to her in my adult life, I would never know that she was impacted by that day too. So that was an interesting thing that just came up recently.
0: Yeah, because I remember, I like I was trying to think about it because it, it it pops into my head every once in a while, and I you know I was very young as well, so I was probably, you know, a year. Eight older or than nine. You. Yeah. So I was like eight or nine, and I just remember the last thing I remember was like we gave we we gave him some sort of like basketball hoop. I don't remember dad, dad had some like extra basketball hoop and we had taken it down there for Ben. It was like one of the smaller oh, ones that I yeah. think we had in the basement. And that was my last memory. And you know, it's, it's been a long time too, but I, I, I just remember cause we spent so much time growing up together. You know, mm-hmm. we were just always down at your house or, you know, we were just always together. So I, you know, I, that was one I w I was going to ask you and see if you would if you wanted to share on that. Cause I just, you know, it's been a very long time and I, mm-hmm. I just didn't remember the exact details of, of all that.
1: Yeah. It was, like I said, kind of unexpected. You don't, yeah. it wasn't out of the blue that, you know, something would happen, but it wasn't, he wasn't in the hospital or something. And like he woke up in the morning, moved from his bed, used the potty. My dad would always put him in their bed. Um, my dad went to work. Mom came out, you know, after a shower and he was gone. So it's like, oh, you know, that's so unexpected. Um, so it's been interesting to see as adults how his death has affected m- myself and my sisters and my parents. And now being a parent, I give so much credit to my mom and dad because it's yeah. like losing a child has got to be the worst. I mean, I can't, I can't imagine that. So, especially when they're young, you know, like he was six, like still little, he's kind of like a little baby still, you know, like he was so small because of his heart disorder and his big belly. Like he looked pregnant. So (laughs) I don't know, but they kept it together and were really great parents. So I'm thankful for that.
0: Yeah. Have you, when you've spoken to like Misty and Brittany, like how, how do you guys talk about it when you talk about it?
1: Um, It depends on who it is. So I would say um, Brittany has, she's more emotional about it. Um, I think everybody just grieves so differently and grief is something I've really tried to reflect on a lot lately because it's happening all the time. Um, So Honestly, we don't talk about him a ton, which kind of makes me feel bad. Right. But it's usually in high um, emotional states where it comes up, you know, like with my grandma just passing, it's all about like, okay, grandma's in heaven with her husband and she lost a child as well when she was two. Um, And then my brother. And so it's like the idea of all of them together. So we talk about it a lot more when it's a higher emotional situation, I would say. Um, Misty's a little quieter with her um, emotions and stuff, but we process a lot, I would say, like through our Bible study and youth group and stuff through middle school and high school. Um, But yeah, it's like 29 years ago. It's almost... Or is it that long? No, it can't be that long. He was six. I'm bad at math. It's been a long time.
0: So, it's 27 years.
1: Yeah.
0: Because so if you were eight, you're 30, yeah, 27 years.
1: It's a long time.
0: That is wild. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. So. <laughs> um, And then, you know, it's just funny, like, well, not funny. It's a terrible transition out of that story. <laughs> but funny. I was just thinking of our childhood and just the amount of that was such a good neighborhood to grow up in so good it was so fun <laughs> we just had i mean the amount of ridiculousness that was going on there with like you mentioned gymnastics and like the blue mat and the tra- little trampoline out mm-hmm. in your front yard you yep. know like pushing your bike over you that's know that's not
1: like, acceptable
0: it was, well i mean in my my younger ways that was me Obviously flirting with you. Yes, you know? it
1: was very cute. <laughs> I was
0: <laughs> totally was. Totally was. But man, it was just so funny like to think back at like how long ago that was and then like you know, we've had this this friendship for so long mm-hmm. that started off with just these little you know, little gymnastics routines and you know, calling you to go swimming, you know, trying to be like, What are you up to in the summertime? it's kind of warm outside and you're like I think we're gonna swim
1: (laughs) me too I'm coming over uh the best the best part well not the best part but like the roller hockey like I was a straight-up tomboy right like I'm not girly now but just weird to think like how you did gymnastics because that's what we like to do right and we played roller hockey because you like to do it you know like it's pretty cool how we just kind of did whatever and played a lot of kick the
0: can. Yes. Oh, so gosh. much until, <laughs> until we kicked it too hard. Someone kicked it too hard and yep. cut someone's head open. Sure did. <laughs> then it was like a plastic jug more than that.
1: Yeah.
0: Not as cool. Definitely not as cool. Totally not as cool. <laughs> yeah. I also remember breaking Misty's foot when she played tackle football with us oh, one time. Gosh. Her I think I broke it or something. Off. It was really, uh, and you know, I was already horrified of your father. yeah. And so like Terrifying. when I broke someone's, you know, one of his daughters, um, one of his, uh, <laughs> yeah, daughter's feet, <laughs> I was, I was pretty, pretty shocked, yeah. you know, and like thinking about all the butt marks I put on his face. Yes,
1: that was very bad. <laughs> 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 oh, he was oh, so my- mean to you guys. Like you were good kids. You know what I mean? Like, I would give anything for my kids to be surrounded with the same type of environment that we were like, we didn't get into bad trouble. Although that one time we ordered pizza, you know, was like a thing. You were not part of that though. So it's fine. Yeah. Uh, But like innocent fun, right? Just totally. It was awesome.
0: Yeah. I was thinking about it the other day. I was like, man, I hadn't thought about like, I saw something hanging from a tree and I was like, man, remember toilet papering and then like it came up Lindsay was talking about someone toilet or uh, ordering a pizza for someone and I was like oh man we did that <laughs> so often and we were so like we were always getting caught you know uh, we'd never for sure. mm-hmm. I remember you guys staying behind a car and we were walking back and your dad just like opening the front door and you're just like trying to hide back there yeah my dad it, it was so good
1: he was kind of tough. He like I don't remember him that way, cause he's so soft now. But like he was pretty, he was pretty mean.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, we have a fine relationship now, but man, I was I was pretty terrified of him.
1: Yeah, he was mean. I can't even tell half the stories about my dad and boys. Oh, we'll yeah. stop there. <laughs> <laughs>
0: All right. So you had talked about to your time in LA.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: So you were out there. What what was your internship like out there Or, or what were you doing out there?
1: So the school I went to had basically a semester program in Los Angeles. So all of the NAIA schools, which are like Christian colleges could come to this one school for a semester. I think it was called best semester literally is what it was called, which is kind of funny, but so there, nobody else was there from my home college, but there were people from like every state. Um, so we all went out and we were in school still. Um, so my internship was with Tyra Banks back when she had a a regular talk show, um, the Tyra Banks show. And so they, the internship was great. They shuffled us through all of the different departments. Um, so my favorite was audience. I, they put me in the audience a lot of times. Um, a girl from high school messaged me once, Hey, I saw you on the Tyra bank show. Um, it was like some family dispute about lesbians. I was like, yeah, I work there. Like it wasn't a show. I like chose specifically to go to. Um, also, this is so good. So Tyra, I should not share this, but I'm going to. Tyra wanted to break like the world record for the largest panty party, like bra and underwear, like underwear party. So I get all my friends to to do this. We're all from these like conservative Christian schools, right? So we get front row, like front and center in our bras, like some of them in like little 90s. I got back to Huntington realized that they could have kicked me out because we were on national television like half naked and i get (laughs) back and these freshman guys that i had never even seen they're like oh yeah hey girl we saw you on tyra i was like i will kill somebody (laughs) and like the white kid videotaped it and showed it to his whole floor which i mean i should have suspected right like come on but i was like Okay, nice to meet you all. I am very ashamed of myself. So <laughs> um, but do you remember the Miller Light guy? Um his name was Wendell Middleton, big big um black guy. He did so, the yeah. Miller Light commercials yes, come yes, in yes, yes. and be like twelve ninety nine for a cheeseburger, like that guy, which sadly he died of a heart attack. Oh wow maybe it wasn't a heart attack. I could be speaking out of term, but, um, died a couple of years ago. He went to the same film school years back and got his start there kind of. And so we casted our own movies and he was in one of my movies and he was like the coolest, like he was a big name at that point. But he's like, you know, the, the story sounded cool. It was awful. Um, but he's like, I'll do it, you know, like support you, help you out. So he was a really cool, cool guy, like lots of celebrity encounters, of course, in L.A. And I thought I was so cool. Like my roommates, once I got back to Huntington, they're like, please, you're annoying. Just stop talking about it. Like nobody cares. And I was rocking skinny jeans, right? This is 2000, and what was it 2006 and seven and I had skinny jeans like remember when the big belts were cool like the bigger flowy shirts like I had really come into my fashion (laughs) I thought and it was cool right but in like cornfields of Indiana I was (laughs) not cool and one of my roommates like probably four years later sends me a message and they always called me cider She said, hey, Cider, I just had to let you know I'm wearing skinny jeans. I was like, I knew it. And now side part and skinny jeans means you're old. So I'm old. Whatever.
0: Yeah. Brought the trend to Indiana. (laughs) Blazing the trends through there. Yes. I need to go back
1: to L.A. (laughs) Not sure what I would come back in. But yeah.
0: yeah, probably similar. I would imagine. I know. Right. It'll come back. Yeah. It reminds me of a funny story. I was, when I was working in New York, um, I was talking to this kid whose sister lived in Seattle. It was one event I was working and he was just like, we we're just sitting there talking. And he was like, yeah, man, my, my, or my, my sister always says like, whatever happens in Seattle becomes the trend for, for, you know, the rest of the country. And then he was like kind of degrading in what he was saying. And he's like, everyone's just wearing like all black and like Doc Martens and this and that. And then he looks over at me and I was just like to the T exactly what he said. And I was like, I mean, I was in Seattle not too long ago, but I didn't think I picked it up. <laughs> but Oh, that
1: that's like your signature. You yeah. actually must have started that. I think I so. Think.
0: I'll take credit for I it. I think so. Tell um,
1: that jerk kid you yeah, started I'll go
0: the trend. I'll go find him. Um, <laughs> but I will, I, when you went out to LA, that was at the time when like I was like hell bent on getting out to LA. It was like what I wanted to do. And I still have never lived out there. So I was, I was thinking about that too. And I was like, you actually went, which was super awesome. So to me, I was like, you're living in Los Angeles? Oh my God, like I gotta go. I gotta do that. And I still never did.
1: I don't know if you would love LA, like you've been there. Right. But it's like, not, I don't think it's, it's you. I don't think that would be your best fit. Yeah. At least and, then how it was years ago.
0: I mean, since I've been going there frequently until this year, I, I've, I learned that. And that's why I never ended up being there. Cause I thought because of my career or what I wanted to right. do that I needed to yeah. be there. And it just never, I never needed to be there. So but at that time I was just like, Oh, for I sure!" you know, it was like every kid's dream, like going out to you California. I know.
1: Well, I, I got a job offer from the Tyra bank show. They wanted me to stay on, um, like a great package, but I went my junior year in hopes to have my senior year on campus. So basically if I dropped out of college, I could have stayed for the job. I'm like, man, that didn't seem responsible. And I am like a very type a make, make a good decision kind of personality, <laughs> which I'm glad cause she moved to New York that next season and then got canceled. Ooh. So it's like, you know what I mean? I would have moved there for that and something would have worked out, but I went back out there after college. So I had like a semester and a half or no, I guess three semesters that I did. Um, after LA and when I went back, I just did not love it anymore. Yeah. I think I was in such a bubble um, of people just like me, which is also probably one of my downfalls, but I, it was not actually like that. The bubble was gone. I was like, yeah, I think I'm good. <laughs> and here I am in my hometown. That's <laughs> you. <laughs> oh, <shoot. laughs> Whatever.
0: Well, I mean, I will say when I came back, which is now, Two and a half years ago, I might. That's so long. Gonna get. I'm gonna get emotional. So get ready for it. <sighs> Don't do it. I have to. I have to. Um. <laughs> when I had to be when well when I just had to get myself healthy, it was it was really incredible. Tiffany was one person that I still to this day say was one of the biggest people that got me to where I am today because just she just knew I needed to get healthy and was like I I don't have any experience with the other stuff that you're going through but like I know you need need to get yourself healthy so she got me to come into the Y and was just (laughs) like there's this really awesome spin instructor that gives pretty awesome spin classes that you could check out (laughs) And then she, you know, helped whip my ass into shape, which I definitely needed. And I, I, I tell this to so many people, like when I talk about my sobriety and my journey, like I tell people constantly that one of the biggest helps in my life and like the most, one of the most empowering people in my life was you, because you didn't look at me like this you know, idiot that just like almost ruined his life. You just saw me as a person and you just loved me unconditionally and like said, I know you need to get yourself healthy. And then this is what I have to offer you. So from the bottom of my heart, like I've known oh. you so long <laughs> and I've always considered you a super close friend, but like, I love you so much for that. So thank you for that empowerment. It's to constantly, I like, constantly think of that.
1: I am. Um... As much grateful for that experience as, yeah, like what a, I don't know. I don't believe in consequences, right? So that whole situation, like I, I heard about it, you know, like I hadn't seen you. I didn't, how long had it been since we talked? I mean, it's been a long.
0: It's been a while, yeah. Well,
1: well, you came over for New Year's Eve. Is oh, that
0: like right. like the
1: year before, maybe?
0: Yeah, that was, yeah.
1: Yeah. So it's like, I didn't know. I almost, you can't live in regret, but it's like, I didn't know where you were at. You know what I mean? Like, could, could I have done something earlier? I don't know. But like, I still remember the day that you came in with your mom. I was like, Oh dang. Like, (laughs) okay, let's do this. And the only reason I asked you to do cycling was because Jake was there. Right. And I'm like, and, and you were like, you kicked his little booty. <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh.
1: And I will say, I told so many people, like, okay, you hadn't worked out in how many years? Oh like
0: A very years. long time. Yeah, yeah. I hadn't done you, anything.
1: You were, like, really not in a great place. And you just came in there and just, like, worked out like you were an athlete. Like, it was the weirdest thing. <laughs> And every time you were like that, right? Like you got in the pool and you're swimming a mile, or you know, just the the athlete inside your body is insane. So someday you might use that, you yeah, know? Maybe that would be sweet, probably yeah. for the the masters when you're 65 or older. Yeah. Or
0: something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was just a point in my life where, you know, I was literally living every day not to die you know, which is a a crazy way to do it. But like, I just didn't, you know, obviously like until you're in that situation, you don't know what that situation looks like or what you have to do to get out of it. But what they told me was, you know, never drink again, start to Uh eat better and get yourself into shape. So I was very, always very thankful for that. And then we'd, we'd always get to chat. And so like, we got to connect in a massive way and, I still do. I, I like I said, I, I tell everybody like how crucial that was to me just to be seen as a human, you know, like you just saw me as, you know, your friend from a long time ago that you hadn't seen in a while. And you just like poured that love into me and just truly turn, turn my life into a, into a beautiful direction. So constantly thankful for that.
1: Me too. And those old people love you. And your Bin Laden tattoo.
0: Yeah, they were very, it's not really that. very curious about my tattoos. <laughs> that was so funny. Every time. Oh, they're sweet. So sweet. Such sweet one. Well, what is this one? That I loved it. Well, if I was your age, I'd, I don't know if I'd get a tattoo. <laughs> I was like, I mean, yeah, they, I'd come back now with my hand and they'd be like, i think they'd lose don't you body.
1: also love like how non-judgmental they were like yeah i don't know if they would have been like that with everybody or just because they knew how much i loved you you know what i mean like it's hard to tell but they just kind of opened yeah. their arms and were like let's do this like yeah it was awesome. pretty
0: cool and the one guy in the class what was his name Mick? Yeah, Mitch. he, I, I opened up, I opened up to him a little bit and then he opened back up to me, which was really cool. Cause like, mm-hmm. I, I didn't look very good at the time either. Like I looked like I was, you
1: looked good, pretty fast. I mean, it seems like you started looking better quickly, Yeah, but maybe not.
0: <laughs> I mean, well, until this summer when I sent you that photo and then you yes. put the three side by side, I was just like, Oh Wow.
1: <laughs> yeah, insane. It's crazy. How about that transformation, right?
0: Yeah, yeah, it's pretty wild.
1: It's awesome. And you're all good.
0: Yeah, yeah. So far, so good. Um, mm-hmm. All right. So I want—I I like to ask this to everybody on this, and you've—you've you've traveled too, so i, I this will be a fun one to ask. If you mm-hmm. know, obviously, COVID restrictions aside. You can do, you can go wherever. If I came to you and I said, "Here's a plane ticket to anywhere in the world. Where are you going to go to?" Oh gosh.
1: Okay, so this is so weird. Um I did a lot of mission trips when I was in college, and I loved them all, but I really connected with a lot of the kids in Haiti. Um and so I think I would go back to Haiti. It was I realized through that time in my life, and maybe that's part of like why I felt so good when I was like loving on you, right? Like I always feel so much better about myself when I'm not worried about myself and I'm thinking about other people. Um, So I do that with my kids, but it is interesting to see as I've aged, like my anxiety comes more often, my fear, my stress, you know, all these things. And when I just lived in the moment where I was not focused on myself and other people, it just always felt so good. Um, so I would go back to Haiti and see if I could find some of those kids. Like I have journaling that I did ton of journaling about them. Um, like I don't need a vacation, right? Like my life's fine. I don't, I'm not as adventurous as I used to be. So like, Covid has made me like, oh no, I'm good. Like <laughs> I'll just sit in my house, whatever. Yeah. Um. So as odd as that can be, I would go to Haiti. which is like a weird thing, but I don't think that yeah. one's
0: weird. I would love to go to Haiti. I've never been, but I w- I would definitely go. I would go to Haiti. Yeah. it's pretty humbling. I don't know. So- see, I see. I mean, I don't think. I mean, anyone can say anything. I've heard a ton of different answers at this point. Um. And yeah, I, I don't think that, I don't think anywhere's weird. Cause I, you could say, I want to go to Siberia and I'd be like, I'd go. I read a book about it this summer, you know, and it was <laughs> super great. interesting, but Haiti, <laughs> I think it would be super cool. Um, do you have any contact with anyone that you worked with from Haiti? Um,
1: so there was one, he was a teenager. His name was Bernard and we stayed connected for many years but i've not talked to him for a while um and then one of the missionaries i am friends with him on facebook but they just retired and moved back as weird as it is they live in lexington ohio right um so i would say i'm not but how about this story i went to a um like a concert a christian concert what's it called Winterfest. Mm -hmm. it's real big um And Compassion International is this, like, Christian company that you can sponsor kids. And one of the girls from the orphanage that I met, her name was Lovely, um, in Haiti, was one of the kids to sponsor. I mean, there had to have been hundreds of them, and I picked up hers. So we sponsored Lovely. And it's, like, in Haiti, in the orphanage, once they get to a certain age, like, in my understanding of it, they kind of like transition them out of the orphanage. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm guessing at this point, you know, those kids are are much older. Um, but I don't know. Bernard is near my age, I would say. Okay. So like in his thirties. So not really any direct contact. Here comes Daddy home from school. You remember hey, Nick? Yeah. yeah. Oh, She's got great. an icy. This is good.
0: That's awesome. I like your earring.
1: Okay? How about the Wonder
0: Woman mask? That's pretty rad, too. Sit at the table. <laughs> That's awesome.
1: Yeah, she's sweet.
0: All right, I got two more questions for you. Let's do it. Um, What would you want the world to know about you? Oh,
1: boy. What do I actually want them to know, or what do I actually (laughs) let them know? That's fun. I would want them to know. So I keep talking about my grandma who just passed away because that's like raw, right? Um, So we talked to tons of people, and I would love to have the legacy in some ways. Like I know you're not asking, like, what do you want people to say when you die, but. It's kind of that thought, right? Like, yeah. what what are you leaving behind? Um, so obviously, through conversation, I guess I haven't said it directly. Like, I love Jesus. And so I want people to know, like, where I stand in my faith. Um, I know that you talked about, like, me seeing you as a pers- person and being compassionate and kind and just loving you. I would say that's my best self. Um, so I would love to be able to offer that to every person. I don't because I'm like not perfect, you know? Um, but I would love to be my best self all the time, which would be being kind and compassionate and caring. Um, I want people to know that I just love helping others like a good friend, A mutual friend was diagnosed with cancer recently and it's like, I would, I just love to help people. So having the opportunity, whether it just like be to make them a meal or something, you know, I want people to know that they're loved and that people care and, and want to support them. So on my best days, I think that's what I offer to people. And I offer that to people that I like, not always. I also, people will know that I like love to gossip. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I don't need people to know that, but that's like my downfall. So yeah, I just want people to know that I love Jesus and like trying to raise up kids who are the same way that are just kind, like Addy is here with me and she draws pictures and like walks it over to the neighbors and just gives it to them to make them smile. You know, like she has such a, um, kind intentional heart. She just yeah. sees greatness in people and we put her in, um, a preschool that has students that are on IEPs and then students that are not. And it's really cool to see. She doesn't even recognize their differences. She just says, oh, so-and-so is really good at X, Y, Z, like something different than maybe what she's good at. Um, But just kind of trying to raise up kids with that same foundation of just being kind and and loving people, seeing them, like you said, just like seeing them as a person, not their faults or, you know, like I would like to believe I'm pretty self-aware and I know what I struggle with. (laughs) And what I'm bad at, that doesn't mean I fix it all the time, but like just having awareness and, and just being, being a good person.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Yes. And I mean, I, I fully know that I've not, like I said, I've known you for a long time, but you know, when I needed someone, you know, a very, very close friend in my dark, literally the darkest part of my life, you were one of the, best people in my life at that you know at that point when i truly needed it so i can fully say that you 100 percent do that and i'm not saying you're perfect because none of us are but i i (laughs) can attest for how amazing and wonderful that you are um and then if you had the ear of everybody in the world what would you say to them
1: oh kind of that same thing just um that they're loved, let me speak to them like they're real people. Maybe they are listening. Um, I've had bad times too. And not that anybody wants you to compare yourself to them. um, But bad times get better. And um, if you just really focus on wherever you're trying to get, like you're a great a great testimony to that, Nick, that if you know where you want to go and you have yourself surrounded with the right people, like they're going to help you get there. Um, so lean on others because at some point you're going to have the strength to let others lean on you as well. Um, so just be, be honest with yourself. I think that's a huge thing. We all want to have this like Instagram perfect life kind of thing. That's like, that's not true. So, um, we're always overly honest, right? Because I feel like people can grow and learn from other people's mistakes or from us being vulnerable. Like we led a parenting group. We were just <laughs> to a fault, probably honest about how many bad decisions we've made as parents, you know, but like that helps other people get better.
0: Absolutely. Um,
1: So if you want to be like somebody really great, surround yourself with people who are great and really dig down. People do care. Get yourself out of situations that you shouldn't be in. Um, I know with a previous job, like I finally realized I am a worse person because of this place. So I had to take myself out of it because I didn't like who I was becoming. So I think just being honest with yourself is is the best place to start. Because um, if you can't be honest with yourself, who can you be honest with? Yep. Nobody. That is so um, true. Yeah. So, yeah. People love you. I love you. Everybody. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I try.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, and you know, I just thought of this as you were saying all that, like. You know, when you were saying that you didn't really know me well when I was in my worst times, and I know you would have been there for me, but at that time, you know, like when it happened and then you presented yourself in my life, that was when I like absolutely had to have you. So I can attest to that of like, if you're in, if you're struggling, like open yourself up, you know, and like if you're in the struggle and you you aren't able to be honest with yourself yet, like just keep keep working. You'll get there and when you do, you'll find really incredible humans and friends and loved ones like Tiffany that will be there for you.
1: Hopefully, right? Yes. And if not, you can call me. I love to help people. Yeah. Yeah,
0: exactly. <laughs> oh shoot. Well, I appreciate you coming on and chatting with me. This has been super fun so fun <laughs> it's so good to see you I haven't seen you in a long time so this was a good excuse good to, to, to hang thank you for listening to the Beautifully Human podcast to hear more beautiful stories from beautiful humans follow us on Spotify and rate review and subscribe on Apple Podcasts follow us on Instagram at the Beautifully Human Podcast peace signs up